regular, regular, regular features. The regular, regular, regular features. The regular, regular, regular features. The regular features are shown. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every bloody week. My name's Matt and I'm joined as ever by Joseph Scribbles. Hello. And Stephen... Ogerty. Hey. How's it going, Steve? Really good, actually. And man. what are you going to do for us tonight? Wow. That's all you want from me. Hmm. You Did just want... What, what's in it for me? Yep. Says he Matt Lee. He said he was really good. Yeah. That like that implies there's a story. Yeah, why are just you so dig good? Dig in. Why are you so good? Oh, why am I so good? Because I've got something to offer you. Because I can create value for you, Matt. That's why I'm happy. But that comment came after... You said that before. We got to done this line of questions. Yeah, well, Why are you I was going to so share good? it with what you. What are you hiding? No, no, I'm not what are you hiding. hiding? Why are you feeling so you've good? Done you, you've pushed it back under. Back. Why are you feeling so good? You said you were feeling good before I entered this line of well, questions. I'm not feeling good anymore now, well, am why I? Why were you feeling good? Matt swayed me. You're a bullshit, Steve. Why were you feeling good? You didn't know why you were feeling good in the first place. Feeling you good because I was with it. my friends, that's why. Because mm. I'm with my friends in a room. Oh. I rest my case. Having a nice time. I'm back on his side. You're a dickhead. Joe, what are you going to do tonight? Oh, I've been watching television and there's a new product oh, yeah. that I want to tell you all about. Oh, I love television products. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to be doing anything. Steve, are you going to be doing anything? Or are you just I've be- written a film called Helmer Day. All my troubles seem so Helmer Day. This podcast. I was just thinking about barbecues. I got lost in the world of barbecues. Just looking off to the third barbecue distance. Which is the queue. Were you having barbecues? I had a barbecue yesterday. And um, I was the host. Were you? Yeah. Hosting. Which was nice. What? I had a barbecue yesterday too. Did you? But you didn't ask. Whilst you were wearing your um, your flashlight vest. That was the day before. Oh, okay. That was I can't keep up with Steve World. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Where do you get that from? Did you um, buy it? Come out of a t-shirt cannon. What is... <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go past that without pretending I was really interested. <laughs> oh, of course it did. It I, I now only cannon. wear clothes that get shot out of cannons. At me. Yeah. <laughs> it's more environmentally friendly, I think. Oh, I think yeah. so. Because the cannon's already been fired, which means you've already expended that energy. So mm-hmm. if you don't wear the clothes, it's like when you kill a buffalo and you've got to eat all of it. Yeah. If somebody catches a T-shirt out of a T-shirt cannon, then you don't wear it. You wouldn't want terrible. a flesh Just. jack... Uh, Vest ending up in the water table. No. What? What is flesh jack? Flesh, flesh jack. Because I know it's a bit of the fleshlight corp. Uh, yeah, it's a subset of fleshlights that I think is specifically marketed and uh, developed for the gay community. Oh. Uh, which I don't really see whether specifically what the differences would be in wants and needs for. Guess, no. Because it's basically a fancy squelchy hole, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I think, with flesh jacks and with flesh patented, <laughs> you can get them molded after the faces and anuses and vaginas of famous porn stars. Right. I they see. license the shape of the 
of their holds. But mm-hmm. hang on, like, I'm just imagining this. Oh, no, okay, fine. I, no, I was imagining because the faces. I was like, I was down with the anuses, I was down with the holes, but yeah. when it's the head, I imagined it would be like a spitting image puppet and this gigantic <laughs> mouth and then these tiny little features. It would be the mouth, the, like the, the just the mouth. And just lips. the mouth. Okay, that makes yeah. a lot more sense because I imagined like they'd wrapped it around the edge like a boggling or something and then I imagined like a Tony Blair one immediately because it was like spitting image. Mm-hmm. And I imagined putting my knob into Tony Blair's gigantic spitting image mouth. You may be able to and get... And the whole thing wasn't terribly arousing, I've got to be honest. Because he is a deep sleeper, someone could s- slip in in the night and just get a plaster cast of the of the contours and specific wrinkling around his anus, and then come away with the. Uh, because once you lose that to the flesh jack company, then yeah. that's it. It's it's on the open. It's, in, it's open source. <laughs> You're on GitHub, baby. <laughs> You're on GitHub now, Tony. I wonder if you could do that though with DNA. <laughs> Because, like, DNA is, like, increasingly becoming a little bit out there. Like, it's very easy to have DNA. Like, my wife's DNA is all over the internet. Like, it's available. And you sort of think, like, well, what's the deal with that then? Like, because in the future, what happens if someone can clone an anus? A whole theme park of your okay. wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It's just called My Wife. The <laughs> my theme wife. park. <laughs> my Which is wife. Weird Welcome to My Wife. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because she's my wife. She's not everyone else's wife. But if they're going to run with that, they're going to run with that. I don't really know the implications of your wife. Wife finds a way. <laughs> ah, there we go. <laughs> we finally got there. That took me so long. I want a feature now. I don't think I want And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Helmer's Day. Helmer's Day... All my troubles seem so far away. Now it seems like they are here to stay. Oh, I believe in Helmer's Day. Mm-hmm. And we'll not sing it to the tune. Otherwise, Apple will sue us. <laughs> but which one? <laughs> which one? Both. Yeah, just for fun. For a laugh. Have you seen Richard Curtis's new film, The Feel Good Comedy of the Summer? Yesterday, I haven't, but I've seen it advertised like constantly. It's, I think I've seen a trailer for it fucking everywhere. It's a big deal. It's mm. about a man, a, a failing singer-songwriter, who gets hit by a bus and wakes up in a world in which the Beatles never existed. What? But what about the Skiffleman? The or skif- the Quarrymen, <laughs> whatever they were called. <laughs> Did they exist and fail? What's the Skiffleman or the Quarrymen? The people that the Beatles were before they were the Beatles. I don't know. No. I don't know enough about the Beatles. I want to know the lore. Well, I've seen the film. I, st- I have seen the film. Okay. It's good. You know, I've it, read the Wikipedia synopsis of the plot. Everyone's been reading it, that today. Yeah, because someone said it was mad. And it was. Yeah. Well, that's one way to ruin a Richard Curtis film. Like, <laughs> like, like, just absolutely subtract the only decent thing about it. And you're but like, wasn't. With this weird. Terrible ask of a bad film. I just wasn't, yeah, I wasn't especially interested in watching it. And so I was like, yeah, usually I'd be like, no, I'll watch it at some point, maybe. But that I thought, no, even on a plane, I'm probably not going to watch it. Why not? Well, I quite like the Beatles, but I'm just like, I'm not that it's into them. Not so much about the Beatles. It's like, I, I really enjoy, I don't really enjoy, I tolerate and abide Richard Curtis's brand of slightly sci-fi tinged rom-coms. Mm. I, I liked About Time. So did I. I thought that was all right. Um, and I liked this as well. And like, if you're a big Beatles fan, 
then get a better band to like everyone else the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and just, uh, just yeah, don't think too hard about it. I, I think, think it's just the trailer I've just found obnoxious because it's just been put in my. If you're a marketer, it's been put on a Facebook feed like constantly, constantly, fucking constantly. And I just have an incredibly irrational dislike of Ed Sheeran as well. So it just made me think, no. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's only in it for like two seconds. He's in it a lot. Is he? Because in yeah. my mind, he's in it for like the whole film because the trailer is like 50% him. Well, he had the most. He had an obnoxious line in it, which I think was either meant to sound ironic coming out of his mouth and maybe self-deprecating. But he sort of he's this, there's a big rap party, and this guy who's been writing all these Beatles songs has uh, has clearly enamored Ed Sheeran, and he takes him into this rap party and says, "Well, let's have a ten-minute song off where we're going to go write these two songs." And they play their music, and Ed Sheeran says, "Someone once told me." That someone better than me would come along one day. <laughs> what? And it's like, but it sounded sincere coming from Ed Sheeran's mouth, like he believed. I'm it. sure it is. Like he forgot he was in a film as well. Is, is it because he's? And he just learned about the Beatles <laughs> and thought time went backwards and was jealous of John Lennon. Is it is? Is it because his mouth is so big and wide and frog-like that he can't make the proper expressions with it? Or they take longer to get there? So by the it's... time you realise he's being ironic, it was two days ago. Well, that's the implication that, like, that there haven't been any bands that have been better than Ed Sheeran apart from the Beatles. Yeah. I, it's... I'm sure it's It's only because be. he's not an actor that he completely failed to deliver <laughs> the, the character in the slightly ironic way he was supposed to be written. Um... But uh, so it got me to thinking, right? This film, mm. you know the premise: wake up in a world the Beatles never existed. Oh, yep. what I would to say about this as well, because I, Joe, you mentioned the law, wanting to explore the mm. law of it a bit more. I, he does Google other things. He Google's um, Oasis. Now Oasis don't exist, <gasps> and he's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oasis is very, very much led on from that. But then I, I would also, I ascribe to the butterfly effect. Of believing that if you removed something like the Beatles from the world, like today's world would be in, like extremely different. It really would unrecognized. Like there'd be no like Ed Sheeran wouldn't exist, right? Because mm. Ed Sheeran's music, he he would have grown up listening to the Beatles. Like it, it would have influenced the also, genres. They just had such a huge influence on culture at the time. Yeah, like everything would have changed. Well, that scene where he's sitting by a, is he sitting by a river? He's playing a guitar, and everyone's like, "Whoa, what are you playing?" Except that river would be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because water's fire now. So there's a scene in it where, so he, yeah, what after his crash, he, he goes back into a, a surprise party that his friends have thrown him because he's at a hospital, and they're all like, "Oh, we've got your new guitar because you could cut your guitar got crushed by the bus that hit you." Um, oh, why don't you just play us a tune? And he's like, "Oh, okay." And then he starts playing, "Yesterday." All my <laughs> and then like all of his friends are like, "What? That is the most amazing thing I've ever heard." Which is odd because they didn't react that way when yesterday first got played. Mm. It takes long. Yeah, you'd just be like, oh, "That's all right." I was like, "That was really good. It's quite a nice little song, that." Wow. Yeah. The film does touch on that as well. This is what I thought. It's it's a little more cleverly done than you think because he does start playing the Beatles' biggest hits in pubs. And people were like, all right. Whatever. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And then, like, yes, gets picked up by a music label and stuff. And then they start trying to give him a modern contemporary, like, what would today's music industry do with the Golden Goose that is the Fabulous Five? <laughs> four. Yeah, There's only four. It, it did sound like, from reading between the lines, it did sound like 
a kind of love letter for boomers of being like, oh, it was better back in the day, and if the Beatles are around now, that it'd be ruined. No, I don't think the boomers... Beatles don't belong to the boomers. They fucking do. I like the Beatles. Beatles yeah, no. I, Beatles... I mean, you can like them, but it's not the same. Like, it's, it's, there's the whole generation of lads who are like... Uh, music's been shit since the Beatles. Not, every, not everything has to I be would about say, boomers, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It feels like everything's about boomers now. You can pin a couple of things on the boomers, but this... I think <laughs> two years ago, no one would have thought Beatles are for boomers. <laughs> I think that is fucking Beatlemania and all that stuff. I think, I think I don't know, I just the insistence, I've always found it obnoxious, the insistence that like there's just not anything as good as the Beatles. No, that's not what the film... I know that, it's not it what the film's doesn't about, put that forward. but it's if like, you're going to have a film which is like, which is about... Like, oh, yeah, but it's being ruined by modern That's music it. And stuff. To be fair, this film is not being made about Aerosmith. And it could, like, there's <laughs> yeah, not many like, bands where you see... Why isn't it Aerosmith? Why it isn't it? <laughs> Dude looks like a lady's playing on a soft acoustic guitar. And everyone's like, whoa, that's a sexy song. <laughs> yeah, and he's just been in an accident and he's like, because I miss you, babe, and I don't want to miss this. And they're like, this is the fucking best song. Heard. Ed Sheeran just kills himself because he just cannot fucking compete. That's Why isn't it that film? That's a world where only Deep Impact got made. <laughs> That's <laughs> a really good. Again and again. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I've written a film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's called Helmer Day. Scene one in a pub. Mm. I am on stage by the karaoke machine trying to espouse my particular brand of racist rhetoric to an indifferent crowd <clears throat> look racial prejudice is wrong and I condemn it but I swear to god I saw Diane Abbott on all fours behind my wheelie bins last night hissing at an orange Sainsbury's bag that was stuck in a bush and then running up a wall when I came out to confront her on Brexit policy I mean they really bring it on themselves, these people. Yawn! We've heard it all before, mate! Well, wait, how about this? Hydroelectric dams are killing thousands of salmon every year. To a male salmon's ears, the thrum of the dam's rotating turbines sounds like the idle humming of a lady salmon as she sits in her fishy boudoir, darning her sexy fishnet stockings in preparation for a salmon striptease later that evening. The male salmon feels an irresistible urge to meet the lady salmon and attempt to court her by pointing out the gentle irony of a salmon who wears fishnet stockings. <laughs> but as he rushes towards the sound of the humming, he's ground into pink paste by the thrashing blades of the dam's metallic teeth. Boring! It's been done! Dejected, I slump off the stage and into the company of my waiting friends. I know they mean well, but their attempts to be supportive only make me feel even more miserable. I mean, I know I'll never be a Nigel Farage or a Roger Helmer, <laughs> but I've been trying this bigotry stuff for years now and it's going nowhere. Maybe I should just pack it all in. I say goodbye and hop on my bicycle. It's late and the shops are all closing up for the night, when out of nowhere a bolt of lightning hits a nearby dog shit bin and sends me flying from my saddle. I wake up in a hospital bed. Where? Where am I? You're in hospital. You hit your head pretty hard after a piping hot bag of electrified collie shit clipped you at Mac 2. <laughs> Ow. Everything really hurts. I can do that read cleaner if you like, but it really took me by surprise. That's <laughs> fine. The doctor says you'll be fine. You just need to rest up. Oh, I feel like one of those horses that got smashed by a wind turbine. Hmm? Uh, you know, how 
horses are drawn to the metallic smell of the wind turbines? Uh, Have you been reading too much BBC or what? Those pain meds have really done a number on you, buddy. Get some sleep and we'll see you again soon. How strange. (laughs) Later that week, I am discharged from the hospital and my friends throw a small surprise party to welcome me home. Surprise! Oh, guys, you shouldn't have. As if we weren't going to celebrate our most racist friend coming back from the dead, you little fascist zombie, you. It's a miracle you're alive. I bet those Jews thought they were getting off easy, huh? (laughs) Oh, it really wasn't that serious, you guys. And look, I've actually been thinking about packing all of this xenophobia in. I know you guys appreciate my far-right rhetoric, but that molten dog shit knocking me the fuck out really put things into perspective. Maybe this gig just isn't for me. Don't be silly, you're just going through a rough patch. Yeah, yeah, look, why don't you give us your favourite bit of racism now? No, no. Go on, it'll cheer you up. Oh, all right then. Racial prejudice is wrong, and I condemn it, but David Lammy's ranting illustrates why prejudice against black people persists. That... That was beautiful. That was... That was so racist, Steve. I, I... I can't believe you wrote that. Well, I didn't write it. Roger Helmer wrote it. Roger who? Roger Helmer. UKIP MEP. Resigned over financial irregularities. Supports gay conversion therapy. I've never heard of him. Fucked a Vietnamese masseuse while still married to a second wife. Thinks men can't rape their girlfriends. Falls asleep during parliament. Doesn't believe in climate change. Not ringing a bell. I've... Hold on. There's something I've got to Google. Excuse me. What's what's gone into him? Rhubarb, rhubarb. I race to the nearest computer I can find. Surely it can't be true. Has Roger Helmer vanished? Did he ever exist? I pull up Google and type in the words Roger Helmer. 738,000 results, but they're all of IKEA drawers. <laughs> Let me just try the word Helmer on its own. Now it's just a dictionary definition of helming, which means the act of rimming around the ridge of a bell end. This can't be happening. But if it is, if Roger Helmer truly doesn't exist, that gives me an idea. I could read out Roger Helmer's greatest quotes on stage and claim them as my own. Back on stage in the pub. It's official. We've just had the coldest spring since 1962. Can we just declare victory in the war on climate change and go home? (laughs) Hilarious. That is top climate change denial. Are you so right? Why is it okay for a surgeon to perform a sex change operation, but not okay for a psychiatrist to try to turn a consenting homosexual? Outstanding. Come on, more. What a genius. Someone get this man a medal. When it comes to the matter of rape within a relationship, the victim surely shares part of the responsibility if only for establishing reasonable expectations in her boyfriend's mind. Incredible! Yes! That's what we're talking about! Rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. I don't know if it's the concussion from the supersonic dog turd talking, but I think things are going to be all right. (laughs) She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a deeply disturbing film. (laughs) When I was young, I was a disgraced MEP. <laughs> I never fucked that masseuse. Screw the BBC. Thanks, Steve. That was 
absolutely abhorrent. It was harrowing. Yeah, mm. I didn't. I, I kind of gave it all my all and felt awful whilst doing it. Well, the upside to this is if we did wake up in a world in which Roger Helmer never existed, I don't think the world would be any different. <laughs> Sucking on my features like you want to be Calling me all the time I'm trying to check out my frizzy features behind all other time Regular features Regular features Regular features The summer is here and everybody is chowing down on dogs. Everywhere you look, someone's got a barbecue out. And on that barbecue, a pot of boiling water. And in that water, hot dogs, wieners, frankfurters, Vienna sausages, tube slimes, long guys, Charlie women. Those hazard orange flutes you love to eat under a sun that only gets hotter every single day. Mmm, imagine the flavour, imagine the juice, imagine the heat, imagine the sight of an expectant mother with two dogs in her mouth, one for me, one for baby Felicity, who must grow strong in the womb to survive our angry, angry son. But wait, watch as she stops, her teeth set so used to meeting with ease, enamel clacking like a loud kiss, now slowed by some obstacle. See the curiosity in her eyes. See the inquisitive tongue flick across the surface of this oral interloper. What is this? What has mother discovered? A chunk? Enter chunky hot dogs. The only (laughs) hot dogs with chunks. It's hot dogs. Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. Not as we know it. It's hot dogs. Jim, but not as we know it. Not as we know it. We take the most capacious hot dogs available and jam in some chunks to give you a kind of mouth party that just can't be beat. Some are small, some are big, but they're all chunks and they're all ready to pop if you apply enough pressure in the right spot. Can a chunk with liquid inside truly be called a chunk? We're not sure. You find out. We're modern, we're hip, we don't use packaging. You'll know a chunky hot dog when you see it, partly because of their complex geometry, but partly because we only deliver them by parking at the end of your road and rolling them down the street towards your door. The way they bounce erratically, jolting off course because of a rogue chunk, has been called adorable by many spectators of such an event. Ignore our delivery drivers. Those black morph suits are set to offer you a sense that chunky dogs are arriving to you by some kind of sorcery or hoodoo. Like when you're meant to ignore the dark humanoid forms moving between the furniture in scenes in a student play. Mysterious chunks. <laughs> we, asked the <laughs> we asked the average man on the street about what he thought of the new chunky dog in town. Hiya. I'm Graham Dowling, I'm a tube train driver, and the chunks in Chunky Hot Dogs made me feel again. That's great! What about another man in the street, but a smaller, darker street? Hi, uh, I'm choosing to remain anonymous for reasons that will become clear uh, shortly, but I spent all my gambling winnings on Chunky Hot Dogs and uh, I've never felt better. What about foreigners? I'm a visiting sheriff from the Wild West, and the only thing hotter than the liquid inside those chunks in Chunky Hot Dogs is the sun we can't seem to stop from getting hotter. And I like it! Can you feel it in the air? It's a revolution! You can tell that the great feeling of chunks in your hot dog will cause widespread tangible delight. Dads will hug dads. Grandmothers will climb on roofs. Worms will come out of their dark homes and shout at cats to come hear the good news. Chunky hot dogs are coming, and you're gonna love them. Order now to take advantage of our great offer. Get nine chunky hot dogs for the price of eight. But be careful, because that extra dog will be full of waste plastic from another business we run. That's right, it's the hot new game that's sweeping the summer, the Chunky Hot Dog Challenge. You and your loved ones will scream with delight when one of the children bites into that plastic-filled dog. In your dotage, you will think back, sweeping away the psychic cobwebs of inevitable dementia. 
Remembering the face of your child contorting as they realize it is not a nice chunk, but bad plastic chunk that they are eating. Ha 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 ha! It will become the one thing you can truly trust, that memory. Everything else a haze, a cloud, a lie. You think you know which child it is that ate that dog. But when they visit you, you can't shake the suspicion that at some point they were replaced, like that Angelina Jolie movie. Why? You don't know, you just get the feeling. But at least the replacement child is still giving you chunky hot dogs for lunch and dinner every single Friday. Mm-mm-mm. And those chunks just can't be beat. Not with a whisk, not with a bat. Only teeth will do the trick to these chunks. What are the chunks? You don't need to know. We know, but you don't. It's a surprise. <laughs> don't worry anyway, they've got great mouthfeel. It's probably just different pork from a much harder pig. That's it. It's probably a rock pig <laughs> from the Catalan region or something like that. <laughs> wow, does it feel good in the mouth, that pig, you think? I've got to tell a friend. I've got to tell Jonathan. And you leave your house. You forget to close the door. You run to Jonathan's house. You run in the rain. The rain that provides only temporary respite from the cruel sun that won't stop burning your family. You run, imagining Jeremy opening his door. His eyes widening as you press a chunky hot dog into his hands, still warm from being boiled, and tell him to take a bite. And then you hit someone else running in the opposite direction. It's Jeremy, and he's holding a chunky hot dog. He was coming to tell you about it. Oh, it's, this is longer than I remember it being. <laughs> hot dogs. And you fuck each other with the chunky hot dogs. Then and there. Thank you, Chunky Hot Dogs, you say, mid-plunge. Thank you for existing now. Chunky Hot Dogs, only 30 pounds for one. Ooh, squirty squirty, you squirty birdie. Ooh, squirty squirty, you dirty birdie. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Have you enjoyed it? No. Oh, can we start this again? Oh, okay. With a bit more enthusiasm. The, when I say no. Positivity. Oh, positivity about saying no. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. Joe, have you enjoyed it? <laughs> no. That's way better. Yeah. I'm going to try it with Matt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening. Have you enjoyed it, Matt? No. No. He copied me. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Was I supposed to do the same thing as him or something different? Yeah, no, I think you did very well. Oh, great. Thanks. What? Thanks, Steve. Okay. Um, I nailed it first try, Joe. Pull your trousers up and get back to work. I'm gonna, why don't you try it on I'm me? I'm <laughs> What? Why don't you try it on me? <sighs> Regular Features was great this week. Don't you agree, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Steve. I got it wrong. I said you it the wrong got one. Around. Wrong yeah. one round. Anyway, we, look, we all like to have fun here on Regular Features. But when it comes to business... We're serious about it. Mm. Because if you liked what you heard on this week's episode of the Regular Features, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. And there you will find our little money-grubbing cap <laughs> awaiting any donations you can give per episode. Mm. It's what helps us do all the things that you just listen to. <clears throat> on weeks like this, I like to think that because Log hasn't come, we get more money? Yeah, because most of the money goes towards paying for Log's trains mm-hmm. to and from London, from his his pub in Nottingham, which is extremely profitable. Yes. 
and he does only travel in first class. Mm. He does. Yeah. With his entourage. Mm. He's got a hairstylist. Yeah, he's got like Nimi and Pimmy who yeah. show up alongside him. Nimi and Pimmy are great though. They, they are, are great. I think they are fantastic. Yeah. I, I think, think they're should, writing a lot of those features. I think we should get them on the podcast, frankly. I think that they're possibly like they've they've kind of like learnt a lot from Log in mm-hmm. writing ghostwriting for him. But I mm-hmm. think now we could probably replace Log with Nimi and Pimmy. Well, Nimi seems to you know when like Log just holds out his hand. Uh, when it's re- when it's time for his feature, and then Nimi just places the feature in his hand. Yeah. Sometimes I think Nimi writes those features. I think I think Nimi does. Yeah. And um, I find it weird when he holds out his other hand and Pimmy just sits on it. Yeah. Because oh, what's he doing under there? Yeah. Like, is it a HR issue if he doesn't pay them? I don't know. I don't know. I think he is the HR. Oh no, that's that's it's always the way, isn't it? Or it's is that goat on his sign? <laughs> Have you noticed he's got a gun? The goat. No. Log. Yeah, no, of oh, course, yeah, yeah, of course yeah. that he carries a revolver around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he open carries it. He he says it's legal in Nottingham, but he calls I it open carrying. But like, it's just jutting out of his pants. Yeah, that's... Uh, sometimes I see it just in like a little mason jar, and he's like, it's safe, but it is open. Yeah, and he's like, and I like get to, around the law. To that threaten way. you, he sort of rattles it around in the mason jar. Yeah, and yeah. he says, would be a terrible shame if this smashed. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't quite tell <laughs> what the threat is. Yeah, you can't tell him. He's going to, like, get some glass on your shoes. Problem is, he's got so many mason jars that when he pulls out the wrong one, you're just like, mate, I don't really care what happens to your gherkin. <laughs> I would like to thank some of our new patrons. Uh, if you could join me in saying... Who we got? Who we got? Let me tell you who. We have a new patron called Timmy Nolan. Timmy Nolan. It's a secret unlockable third Nolan brother. Director of Eastworld and Batman. <laughs> well, he sounds like he's in the Beano, and I like it. We've got Adam Norquist along for the ride. You sound a bit like you'd be on Google Maps. I think it sounds like a baddie from Deus Ex. <laughs> Timmy. Oh, no, he's not called Timmy. The no, last one that's Timmy. the last one. What's Timmy. this one? Adam Norquist. Johnny Northway. No, no Norquist. <laughs> Lyle. Owner of Norquist Industries. Oh, who make see. bad legs for evil robots. Yeah, they make bad legs for evil robots, but good legs for nice robots. Yeah. And that's, that's... Is that good the only, or bad? only unequivocally positive character in Deus Ex. Mm. Jan has upped their pledge. Just Jan. Just Jan. Is it Jan or Yan? Maybe it's Yan. Make a big difference, in my opinion. If it's Jan, it could be my mum, which would be weird, but I, I don't think it is. It would be weird if your mum was... Was only patroning us at the level that Jan was until now. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Jan, then, isn't it? Yeah. It's probably Jan. I know I've only known one Jan. And the only thing I remember about Jan owned a boat. So, probably little sailor boy. Boaty Jan. Boaty Jan. don't know. My, no. dad, my dad's friend, Boaty Jan. That's it. Well, if uh, you, you don't sure want to. Ian Botham. I think. Oh, boat, boat, Boatian. Oh, Boatham. Oh, it doesn't really work. I just know him as Boatham. Boatham. That's just not cricket. Well, we'll be back next week. <laughs> we just like left some shards of lots of different jokes there, just on the floor. Like, make your own jokes. Make your own We've jokes. said every iteration yeah, of like, the name. Yeah, there's like lots of jokes you could do there. Just pick up your own pieces. It's like it's like Lego. It's like a bucket of secondhand Lego, but with jokes. It's fine. No one listens past the uh, no, Patreon shout outs. No, it doesn't matter. They hate we can it. do whatever we like here. People on the Reddit were saying, oh, I hate it when they shout people out. It's like, eh, boring. It's well, so no- much time shouting people out. But there's nothing else there. 
Yeah, no, but also like just we, stop. Also, you don't. Yeah, the alternative is we just go home early, so you're not going to get anything. Also, we're you don't we're inconveniencing ourselves. Yeah, we wish we. Never I like listen to that. I don't listen to them back all the time, but when there's loads left, it's clear that they're going to spend. That's a they because I listen to it like I'm a like I'm a reader now. Frankly, a lot of the time I'm like, I like the fact that they they when you listen to it, they'll shout some people out, but then they'll just talk about random stuff for a few minutes, and it's really yeah. funny. You get, you get you get little tidbits. You get little cool little tidbits. Yeah, like well, say something interesting now, Joe. Uh. Know. Like you could have missed that if they've turned off. I don't, I don't know. Joe being utterly unable to <laughs> say anything. Thinking about it. What's it? interesting? Anyway, I'm glad I stayed till the end of this podcast, and I'll see some of you next time. I wish I'd left after Joe's feature too. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Should we do the intro? Yeah. Because I think Gav's going to edit this one. Is he? Good he on said him. he would do it. Oh, yeah, he did. He said he's free on a Tuesday. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man. Gav. <laughs> That's the song I wrote about Gav. <laughs>